Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. This week, I have another shorty episode for you, and I think you are going to enjoy it if I can keep my brain screwed on straight today. So um, I say that because the entire family has been down with COVID for the past week, and it's like it hasn't been a big deal at all. Um, the kids had it super, super light. I probably had it the most, and it was just hard like trying to recover while taking care of the family, as you can imagine. And then the hubby had it pretty light as well, but um, it has been a week over here. And then um, also about a week ago, we said goodbye to our dog, Lily, and she was about to be 15 years old. She was a British lab, most amazing dog of my entire life. She was my my best girl. So it was like that happened. And then right on the tail tails of that, <laughs> we came down with the virus. So, and we're like over here scrambling um, to pack and get ready to, to go to our summer home. It's just nuts. So I um, have kind of a fun little shorty episode for us today. I'm going to do the best I can to make sense. And I'm sorry if I don't, please continue loving me anyway. <laughs> but I just have some like notes scribbled down of like what to cover and tell you guys. I just kind of want it to be a really, really casual chat and let you know what's been happening with my print on demand shop since I opened it. So we're going to do an update. So uh, many of you have been on a print on demand journey as well, or even thinking about it. Like my most popular episodes, period, the end are always the ones where I do something print on demand related. So even if you guys have like physical shops or digital shops, you seem to be super into the print on demand. And so that was one of the reasons I wanted to open my own um, print on demand shop was to A, show you guys like what would happen with a brand new shop. Like, you know, is it too saturated? Can we still break into print on demand? Like what are the most helpful tactics? Like what is working? What is not working? Um, and just really, you know, you know me, I want to encourage you guys and I thought it would be a fun place to play. And it really has been. I have been having so, 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 so much fun with print on demand. So just um, kind of upfront public service announcement to be completely transparent with you guys. I'm going to follow the lead of our print on demand, like household name experts, Jenny, Heather and Brittany. And I'm not going to share um, on the episode or anywhere else, my shop name or link. And I know sometimes most folks like totally get that. And, um, but sometimes it does feel icky to some of you and that feels weird. Like why wouldn't you just be transparent and share it? So the very, what I think is important, like because of our relationship, like the way that, that you and I, um, we chat about things. I'm really open. I do that on purpose. Like I, I want you to trust me and I feel like most of you do. I want to explain real quick why before I get into kind of my stats and what's been happening. So hopefully this will help it make sense really quick and then and you'll be able to respect my decision rather than feel like I'm trying to hold something back. So the first reason 
that I'm not going to be sharing the name um, or link to my shop is that there are literally thousands and thousands and thousands of you and it keeps growing and it's amazing. Like it's the most special thing in the world. How many of you listen every week and come back and I don't take it for granted for a millisecond. Like you guys trust me. You come here because I know that I'm a straight shooter and that I'll, I'll also do my best to source like really good quality experts to like share information with you as well. But what that means for an Etsy shop, for my Etsy shop, if I shared the name or link to a shop is that I would get thousands of visits to that shop and those listings. And it would be totally valid, right? You'd like just curiosity, you want to check it out, see what's working, like from someone that you actually trust. Um, for the for the most part, it would be like really, really good intentioned visits that and I totally get that. But the Etsy algorithm doesn't know that I'm a podcaster or that my shop is a test shop or that like people are kind of wanting to just go take a peek. So all of those visits that are, you know, just really random and casual and they don't turn into a sale, it would literally make my conversion rate plummet, like completely crash to the floor. And so basically the way the Etsy algorithm works is it would think, okay, this shop is getting tons of traffic, but no sales. Like it looks like no one wants these products. There's clearly something wrong with them. So then my shop and my listings would get relegated within the search results. They and and they'd stop sending me any organic traffic. They'd be like, this is a this is a, a daughter shop. Stop sending any traffic that way. Um, and so all of like the organic traffic that I have been getting, the sales that I have been getting would all come to a screeching halt just because the all of the extra traffic from my podcast listeners would would just con- com- totally confuse the algorithm. And that stinks for both you and me. If you think about it, like I can't run, if I can't run an effective shop that's like operating in the natural Etsy, you know, environment, I have then no ability to tell you what's working. Like I, it doesn't, it doesn't benefit you or me because I can't then get data. I can't get information. I can't see what's actually working to tell you guys. I can't um, run my own tests to then be able to like look at my experts that I bring in and know, you know, who do I need to recommend for what or what you, you see what I'm saying? Like the legitimacy and all of that. And then it also stinks for me because it's part of my livelihood, right? If I'm going to put in a ton of blood, sweat and tears, I really like my goal is for it to bring in a profit, not only so I have data to show you and help you guys, but also for my family. So it just, it, we just like stink, right? Like to, to, for such a simple reason, like it has nothing to do with the validity or efficacy of my shop. It's literally just a matter of tons of extra traffic that has no intention to buy going and visiting and affecting the conversion rate. So you, um, it's not good for an Etsy shop to have lots of views and no sales. Like when I do a coaching um, or a shop review for somebody and that is it, like we're trying to diagnose, okay, why are we getting lots of views and no sales? Like clearly your SEO is good. Maybe even your pictures are okay because you're getting the views, people are coming in, but why aren't they buying? And that's something we wanna diagnose right away. Um, And you want your conversion rate, which is the the percentage of shoppers or visitors to your shop who actually buy something. So there's the number of views and visits you get, and then there's the how many people actually buy. And that's your conversion rate. You want it to be high, as high as it can be, because actually the higher it is, that trains the Etsy algorithm to give your shop a whole like higher value altogether in the search results. So see, on the other hand, if a high percentage of people who visit my shop do buy, Etsy will think that my products are unusually high value. And it will, it will whenever I list something new, it'll give more priority to that. It'll boost the whole shop. So conversion rate is the number one main reason why uh, I'm going to be keeping this close to the vest and just continue to feed you guys the data of what's happening. And then the other reason, which will not come to you as a surprise at all, is that copycats are at an 
all-time high on Etsy. And it's especially dismal in the print-on-demand and digital product space. So as an Etsy coach and like a top podcaster, I'm extra vulnerable to be copied. Like the, And here's what I'm going to say. The vast majority of you are the most wonderful, highest caliber, loveliest people on the internet. Like I say that from my own experience of interacting with thousands of you, but I also want you to know like the other experts that y'all work with, the people that come on the podcast and they hear from you or you work with them, like they come back and tell me that I have the most wonderful people who listen to my podcast that they do business with. They're like, we will take your people any day, Lizzie, because they are so charming and so wonderful, which you guys, it makes me so proud. Like, honestly, thank you for being so classy. But the thing is, is it only takes one person who's desperate and chooses to walk outside of integrity to completely annihilate a shop. Um, Our friend Heather, Heather Studio, who's been on the podcast to talk about print on demand, she literally just released a YouTube video in the last couple weeks at some point sharing how um, she had one of her followers find her shop and copy every single listing. And it got so bad that her shop literally stopped making any money. Like her print on demand shop no longer worked anymore because they would copy and undercut her at every turn. Like she couldn't create something without it getting copied. It's like the most sinister, awful thing. And she's literally having to start over and start an entirely new shop. So because like the copycat ruined her business. So I always want to be at least transparent with you guys. Those are the reasons why I'm not going to be sharing the um, the shop name or link. And hopefully that kind of clears the air and dispels any skepticism for me or like some of the other leaders, because the last thing I want to do is withhold anything from you guys. But I also still want to be able to provide you value um, and also my family. So that's kind of the deal. Um, I never want to withhold anything, but I'm going to be sharing tons of other details and the data that is going to be the most helpful to you um, if you're embarking on your own print-on-demand journey. So. With that little PSA aside, I let me tell you kind of what's happened so far. So um, I opened my shop on February 8th, 2023. And for those of you listening in the future, <laughs> today is May 31st, 2023. So we've got a couple months of experience and data under our belts. The beginning was super duper duper slow. Um, I am not naturally a good designer at all. <laughs> And I had to learn about uh, what would actually sell on the platform too. I had a lot of learning curves. Print on demand is different from selling a physical product. You, It's a different skill set. And so I was excited for that challenge though. My very first sale came on March 15th. So over a month after opening was when I got my first sale as a seasoned Etsy seller. So hopefully this is like level setting, like resetting some expectations for some of you who are kicking yourselves for, it's been 48 hours and I don't have a sale. Look, guys, over a month before your girl got her first sale. And then my second sale came on April 9th. So a whole month later, <laughs> it was a really, really slow beginning. I'll tell you a little more why I think that happened uh, here in a little bit. But as of today, though, I have 83 sales, I have 18 reviews, I have 78 total listings that I've created, and I've sold 16 of my designs. So the same um, kind of batch of 16 are the ones that are selling into that 83 sales. But I also, I'm really excited because I have a bestseller badge on one of my um, listings right now. And that that's like proof is in the pudding. I'm like, okay, we're making progress. So Basically for the bestseller, I found a kind of like a little micro niche that was trending at one point. And I just like, I took that niche and I put a little, my own little unique spin on it. 
And so I was, it was similar enough where I could use all that best-selling SEO of what was trending, which was good. Um, and then I just tweaked the actual design. So I made it my own. I came up with a different spin on it and it was, it caught on. Um, and very quickly got onto kind of the first page of the search results. So um, once it did catch on and I was getting like daily sales for it, I took the same concept and I created other listings for it as well. So I mean, I probably have 10 for that now. And I mean, I just took the same design and I put it on a V-neck and on a sweatshirt as well. And then I listed other colors like as the primary um, picture just to get more eyes on it that way. Um, did I already say I put it on like a V-neck? Yeah, I said that. And then I also created some variations where like I switched up the wording a little bit just to hit a, like a different little subset of the niche and that created some extra sales as well. So um, that was how that went down. And then like some of the things that I've been doing, um, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to say this because I want to be completely transparent, but I'm going to say it with a big caveat. Something that I've been testing that I never would recommend unless you have like income you don't mind losing, like money you don't mind losing, or um, you really, really, really know what you're doing. Something that that worked for this was I created a design that I knew was a winner. I had enough data around it and around the sub niche. Like I, there was no debating and I ended up taking it and I ran an ad on it. And I tell you guys, here's what I usually say when you, when you ask me, um, how do I know when I should run Etsy ads? I always say, don't run an ad unless something's already selling. So if something's already selling, you can run the ad to boost it and get it in front of more people and get it on the first page. So I broke my own rule, but I had the kind of, um, I wanted to test something new. Okay. So I had the income to play with. And so I was running an ad for on it for $3 a day. It wasn't spending that much to get it on the first page of search results. And that when I did that, it started selling more because it got in front of people faster. And then once it was um, on, once I was able to check in like an incognito window and see that the listing was selling on its own on the first page, I turned the ad off. So I would not recommend that. Do not come back to me and say, Lizzie, I wasted a bunch of money on ads. Do not spend money on ads unless something is already selling. I'm just telling you, this was something I tried as someone who really knows, I really know what I'm doing and I was willing to lose the money. So just to, like let you know, total transparency, that is something that I tried and it worked really well to get this listing on page one. Um, I have tried it with others and it hasn't worked. So I've probably wasted at least $100 testing that. Um, it like there was another listing that it helped get on the first page, but it's not a trending item. So they're not selling left and right. It's selling rarely, but I do sell a couple of those here and there. So that tactic has worked. Again, I'm only trying designs that I know are really, really, really good. I know will sell if they get in front of people and I'm willing to lose the money. So I'm, I'm accusing myself of all liability if you'd run ads and you shouldn't be. But that is something I did that worked well. The other thing I've been doing is running 24-hour sales. So what that does is it puts like a, you do it over in the marketing tab in your Etsy shop and it puts like a little ticker that shows like, oh, this this sale is, is going to be active for four more hours or whatever and it's a countdown timer and that tends to motivate sales. So I'm running, uh, I started, I restart it every day. Um, that I remember to. And it's for 15% off and it kind of helps motivate purchases. I also have the shop set up for um, abandoned cart and favorited items. Like so the Etsy, when people are opt-in, they're emailing them the coupons for 20% off. So if they take one of my coupons, they can actually get even, even more off than um, 
if they come through the sale in the shop. So it's kind of an extra motivator as well there. And I do have my items priced at a price point where, um, you know, I'm not taking a huge hit. It's like worth it to get the volume of sales in. So um, what did I do? So the first thing I did when I launched this um, this shop was I got, I bought um, Heather Studios Print On Demand Academy course. And I will link that in the show notes for you with all of this. I'm going to tell you exactly what I did. I wanted a baseline of information on how to run a print on demand shop. I knew there'd be a bunch I wouldn't know about like the integration piece with Printify, like navigating some of those problems. Um, I knew there were going to be like just strategies. Um, so actually, so her course has been super helpful to know like uh, for pricing strategy too. It was really like it's very in depth. It has tons and tons and tons of stuff. You you may not even want to go through it all. I am an information junkie. I love training and courses. And so I'm just like very happily going through all the little modules to pick up little gems here and there. And she's showing us her um, strategy with Everbee and she's showing us her strategy with Sales Samurai. And I loved her pricing strategy. Um, how to find in-demand niches, which suppliers to use for what items, because she teaches to sell things other than just t-shirts, which I haven't done much with yet. Um, it was like super, super solid overview. I love her course. And there's also something I'm really excited about. Um, there's a whole holiday module. So like after just navigating the past couple months, I can see how like when we get into October, November, December, this it's going to be a job to like so much easier than when I was making signs. I can't even compare, but it is not going to be passive. It's going to be a lot of work in that time. And I'm really looking forward to going through her holiday module so that I'm like armed for that. She also had uh, little videos that explained how to navigate like common issues that come up with print on demand because you're again, you know, like I really liked being in control of my product. So having to relinquish the, <laughs> the making and shipping part, it's been, it's been hard for me. Um, and so having, having her in my back pocket with like that and then her Facebook group's been amazing. So that was the first thing I did was I took that course and then um, that I highly recommend that. And then the next thing that I did was I I started to diagnose like what are my personal weaknesses? And one of them for me is um, for sure understanding trends. Like this is what we talked about when Brittany Lewis from Be A Wolf Biz came on a few weeks back. Um, I knew that my natural gifting was not in identifying trends. I didn't know how to find them. I didn't know where to look for them. I didn't know how to... Uh, use them as inspiration to create something that would sell. <laughs> I didn't know how to do the research for it. And I love research. So that, and then actually being able to design well, uh, not my strong. Now I can, I could design lettering all day long. That was what I did for the signs, right? I was like using fonts and creating lettering, but those were the two things. And so in addition to Heather's print on demand Academy course, I took um, Brittany's research revolution because I wanted to understand in detail exactly how she does trend research, trend immersion. And it was worth its weight in gold. And then I'm also in her monthly membership, the Wolf School, because she's showing, she's actually doing a trend training every month. So every week there's a new training and one week she does, uh, two of the weeks she does different trends that are happening right now. One of them, there's a week where we actually do a Q&A call. And so I've gotten like personally coached on my some of my designs with her. And um, she also does a mindset training. And so that monthly thing has been so helpful. And so I go through it and then I try to design, I create designs for it, whatever trend she's teaching on, and then have her critique it. And then um, she also, as part of one of the weeks on that, she actually does a design training. So, so Heather's helping me with the basic 
here's how to run a print on demand shop questions set up, not just set up, like here's how to run this puppy. And then Brittany is helping me with the trend spotting, with the understanding demand, with the improving my design skills piece. And I have very much needed like both of those experts and those tools. Um, So the other thing I'll throw out there for you guys is that Jenny, Jenny from the shop, her content is just as awesome. The only reason I did not take her course, like she's got that really strong design course, is because I already have established Canva skills. And I decided that as I was learning all these new things, I didn't want to add to my plate learning a new design platform because she focuses on GoDaddy Studio. And so I needed to, I wanted to stay focused on Canva. I'm already kind of playing with Kittle, as you guys know. And so it was just adding another one wasn't wise for me as I was thinking about where do I want to focus my training efforts. It just, learning a new design platform wasn't one of them. But I actually think for someone who's completely got a blank slate for design, like you haven't done anything with it before, it might be to your advantage to use a different tool than Canva and the masses, um, which is why, like I said, which is why I'm playing with uh, Kittle now too, just to get a little variation in there. Um, Jenny's is also the best option if you're on a tight budget. Hers is the most affordable way to go. So I did want to throw that in there if you're like, well, I have, I took, you know, Jenny's course or I'm thinking about Jenny. I really, you know, kind of jive with her the best. You really can't go wrong with these women. I just wanted you to know, here's, you know, the, what I did, the process I took and how it's worked out for me. And then, um, you know, you do with that what you will. Just wanted you guys to have the, the details. So, okay. A couple other, other things that have gone down. So I did get a cease and desist for a trademark design. Um, I had looked it up on uspto.gov and I missed it. So it was actually, it was a set of, um, family pregnancy announcement t-shirts. And I had taken the phrases and I'd looked them up individually, like what, you know, these things that I saw that this was like a trending thing, like a best-selling thing on Etsy. And I was like, oh, I could put my own spin on that. That would be cool. And I went and looked up those f- the phrases on the tees individually. And I never, I never saw them. It didn't look like they were trademarked, but they're actually trademarked as a set. So it didn't, I didn't see it. It didn't come up. I, it was, I'm sure it was just like user error. It's so like, watch out for that, that sometimes these things are trademarked as a set. Fortunately, the trademark owner just DM'd me and they were like, hey, this is trademarked. Here's the, the serial number. And I immediately apologized and took it down. And I didn't get, and you know, like Etsy didn't have to deactivate a listing. Um, there was no drama around it, but like that happened. So I definitely, um, <laughs> I definitely had an adrenaline rush on that, but it, it turned out to be no big deal. And um, I also, I've had two, two product returns. So one of them was for a size exchange and um, that was fine. Like it was actually my very first order. And so you better believe, and you guys know me, like my customer service strategy is just take really good care of people. And I have not had problems with abuse in any of my shops um, by having um, a lenient exchange and return policy. I just, I'm all like, you reap what you sow, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And if I ordered a shirt that didn't fit, I would really appreciate being able to exchange it, you know? So I did, I exchanged one for size. And then I also had another return and it was because this lady, she wanted a, um, 100% cotton shirt, which like the Bella and Canvas are known for being 100% cotton, but the heathered versions of them, which are, hello, the cutest and most popular colors, have a lot of polyester in the blend. So when the lady got it, she was like, I really needed 100% cotton. And so we like went through and found her a different color that was good. And I sent her one that um, we just did her, I just sent her a new one and had her send the other one back. So um, 
so there was that. And otherwise I haven't had, um, thank goodness, any kind of like defects. I had some of my, some of my, what do you call it? Samples that I ordered, um, had some, had some defects. I think I've had two. I ordered a ton of samples cause I really wanted to understand how do the colors look on, like how do the, the print colors look on this kind of a shirt. And I wanted to understand the difference between a Bella and canvas three zero zero one, those really soft shirts with like the Gildan soft style, which PS like the Gildan soft style is cheaper, but I don't think the quality is good. And I will stick with Bella and canvas on that. And, um, I wanted to see one of the colors in the, um, comfort colors tea as well. So I, I've ordered a bunch of samples and I did have some that had issues, but it was really easy. I went into Printify and submitted an issue and they they like rushed out a new one. So I had really good experiences with any kind of problem. So I think so long as you just take really good care of your customer that, um, like, you know, it should, you can kind of be the hero and, you know, Printify does it on their, uh, on their dime, which is helpful. Um, I also, so the, my, my best seller badge listing, I had, I did, I do have a copycat. Someone pretty quickly, um, copied it. I, um, I didn't do anything about it. Uh, it was kind of just like, oh, I mean, that's what I think what's going to happen is if you have a bestseller badge and you're on the first page of results, you're just going to keep getting copied. And I, you know, my attitude is sort of just like, like I'm not going to waste time chasing these people down constantly. And I know that's a choice. Like I choose instead to pour into my customer service. So if I've got the time and I don't want to spend all day um, trying to argue with somebody in their DMs, instead I'm like making sure I'm sending a thank you DM to every single order. And I actually also um, watch their, their, their shipment tracking over on Printify. And as soon as it's starting to head their way and it's out of like the main, um, like right now, all mine are shipping out of like San Diego. Once it's out of San Diego, I'm sending another DM and just saying like, hey, it looks like your t-shirt's well on its way to you. You can track it here with this tracking number. Like USPS expects to deliver it on this day. And then I have a little, um, I say something like, um, oh, I don't, like I anticipate or I expect it'll arrive in perfect condition, but if there's any problem at all, please reach out to me so I can take good care of you. And that's sort of like, I used to put a thank you note in my sign boxes where I was like, if anything happens to this, well, it travels, like like it left my studio perfect, but if anything happens, reach out to me because I want to take care of you. And that, you know, that's again, because I'm choosing to have this lenient return and exchange policy at this point. Um, and I'd much rather do an exchange than get a horrible review because someone's upset. So I'm spending, instead of like fighting the copycats, I just ignore them. I mean, the good news is, is they're, um, what do you call it? They're, um, oh, their mock-up picture was not nearly as good as mine. So are they on the first page also? Yes. Do they also have a bestseller badge? I think so. I don't know. I'm not really like paying much attention, but that's that was just how I chose to handle it. I'm just, I'd rather focus my energy on taking care of the customers instead. Um, so not worth the effort. Um, oh, okay. Also on April 23rd, Etsy did put my shop on reserve. There wasn't anything that I did wrong. Um, I think from what I understood, I was getting an influx of orders. That was when I was basically getting this bestseller badge. My shop would like, that's kind of how it works a lot of times. It's either if you do something that, you know, kind of flags the Etsy bots, you can get put on reserve, like not shipping things on time and stuff like that. But also it'll just happen if you get a huge influx of orders because Etsy wants to protect their customers. But it hasn't been a problem at all. Um, I, so I use a Chase credit card for all of my Printify orders. Um, which it's a really, it's got a really, really good rewards program. I will link it in the show notes. It was actually, um, it's the one that Jenny uses and that's how I ended up 
getting it. I was like, oh, send me your link for that because I'm going to need something like that. So I, I pay for everything on Printify on that card. And then as soon as a product ships, the, the funds get released. So it's not been a big deal. And then I just like pay off the credit card. Every time I get an Etsy deposit, I like pay that first. So hasn't been a big deal. Um, by the time the holidays come, I should be off reserve and that'll be good. But um, I think it's very, very common. So I would just say, I guess I'm saying that to say like, uh, don't be shocked if, you're, if your shop gets put on, on reserve. I don't think it has to be like, a, you know, that big of a deal if you're um, using an account that's got, you know, using a credit card or account, just prepay, you know, you're not, you want to make it so that, because I mean, that's how it happens anyway, right? We have to pay for those shirts to, or, or our products to get made by the print on demand provider either way. So like if you're putting in the order with Printify as you should be the day it comes in, then like you're going to have to prepay for it anyway, like without having the funds in hand from Etsy. That's kind of how I look at it. So to me, it's not any different. So, um, so that is that. And I'm really amazed. I feel like uh, Printify ships things pretty, pretty quickly. I will say like I noticed over Mother's Day as we were getting closer, uh, it, it did slow down a little bit, but not much enough to cause a problem. But I was kind of just like, oh, wow, I can see how coming up against Christmas, this could be a challenge. So um, so that'll be interesting. Like I said, I'll be definitely reviewing Heather's holiday information course um, and probably a lot of YouTube videos, like looking for tips around the holidays. It's still so much better, though, than having to make every single product. So right now, uh, my shop is slow and that is fine. I haven't been adding new um new listings. I get a couple of sales a week right now. It wasn't like before where I hit that trend and I had a whole bunch all at once. But um, right now I'm like really focused on doing the, my, my course overhaul that I mentioned to you guys for my physical product um, Etsy course that I sell. And that's going to be super fun. It's just, it's just a behemoth. It's taking a ton of time. And then also with all of us having COVID, I really haven't done anything in a week. We've been just like taking care of the kids and trying to get rest and all of that. So I will be playing a ton more this summer. Um, but as you expect, like with the, um, my print on demand shop, there's going to be this kind of lull period because I'm just not going to be, I'm not going to be as focused on it here for the next month or so. Um, so like that being said, let me see, I was going to give you guys, I have had a total of 1,367 visits to my Etsy shop. My revenue is $2,007. And my views were 3,104. And then my average review rate is um, 4.9 right now because I got one four-star review. Um, and that's fine. I, I know that there's some people who just their whole thing is they won't give a five-star review. So that's fine. I'm good with it. I didn't comment on it um, or do anything about it or try to get it reversed. I'm just going to like let that let that ride. So, okay. I got two questions on Instagram today as before I was going to be going live to record. And so I will address those and make sure I don't have another one in here. The first one was, how much time do you spend on the products? Um, let me make sure. Okay, I don't have any other questions on Insta. Um, okay, so it kind of depends. Um, when I am doing a product for um, for Brittany for the monthly, the Wolf School membership, I tend to spend more time because that is when I'm really working on um, my design skills. So a lot of what I'm working on the rest of the time, I'm just kind of playing with what I know, which is like lettering. And I'm doing really, really simple designs and they are selling. Those I don't spend as much time on. Um, 
I'll just sort of get inspired by a micro niche up somewhere where there's like a high demand and there's not a lot of competition there yet. And I'm trying to get in there and I, I keep it pretty simple. Um, and then for those, for the ones where I'm trying to really get better at it, I'll spend, I'll spend a few hours. So I think it, it, it just kind of depends. And for me, like my big thing is this is play for me right now. It's, it's testing and it's play. So, um, I will say like the bestseller, um, the best selling design, I did not spend a ton of time on it. I was, insp- I was very inspired by the micro niche and just kind of jumped on it and ran. Um, and the, honestly, the ones where I'm spending more time, like really like painstaking over it, I'm not selling those yet. So, um, I don't know if that helps. I think it just kind of depends. And I'm just trying to spend most of my time in research, like what Brittany teaches, like trend immersion. I'm trying to study and understand and master what is in demand and get better and better at being able to piece that together um, effectively and, and quickly. So I don't know that I know that wasn't a perfect answer, but it's like, that's what I got for you. And then the other one was, what is your turnaround time and how did you calculate it? So when you, I, um, I just use whatever Printify gives me. So when, uh, when you go and you create a new listing, um, what or it, it within Printify, when you add a new product, I should say it populates a, turnaround time for shipping. And I let that just sync over to my Etsy shop when I publish the listing um, for that. So it's like, it's got a different one for each product. So for sweatshirts, for t-shirts, for blankets, they're all different. And I just let, um, I let it ride over whatever they say. And um, basically what, what, when I'm DMing my customer and saying, thank you for your order, I always say um, we make, or every single shirt is made to order. And our current turnaround time is approximately four business days to ship. And when I do that, they always get out before that. And so um, what I will say is the shipping is so slow. So even though you're going through USPS and there's a tracking number, it's taking, it takes about a week. So I don't play around with trying to make sure to get things to people on time. Like I actually had a lady order two shirts um, for a graduation ceremony that they wanted. And I, they were like in the notes, they were like, oh, the, like the graduation ceremony was going to be within a week. And I canceled the order and refunded it right away. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I would hate to be responsible for you not having these in time. And I don't trust USPS to get them there. Like even if we ship them out tomorrow, I don't trust that a week is enough for them to get there. So, and same thing with um, anything that was ordered around Mother's Day, I was really transparent. Like, especially when we were getting more than a, we were less than a week out. I was like, this isn't going to most likely arrive in time. Um, So hopefully that helps a little bit with what I just like, I like go with what, what Printify says. And I'm trying to be very conservative. I remember hearing Jenny say that she just doesn't mess around with it. She'll like cancel the order or tell them she can't do it. She's not trying, like she's not clutching her pearls, like hoping it squeezes through um, because we just can't control it. What else was I going to tell you guys? There was another thing I know um, in the, in the very beginning, I was playing a lot with, I was like trying to find, um, less common products than t-shirts and sweatshirts. And I played around with blankets quite a bit, but none of them really caught on. I think I've sold one blanket. And so now I'm pretty focused on t-shirts and sweatshirts for the time being. And when I can, I try to do sweatshirts because I think like oversized sweatshirts are really in and I can make a bit more of a profit margin on those. So, um, So that's kind of where we're at, you guys. Like, let me know if this is interesting to you. Um, I will link everything that I mentioned, Heather's YouTube video. I'll link the different 
courses and things that I took if you want to kind of follow in my footsteps that way. Um, And like, let me know if you'd like for me to do another update, like maybe in the fall to like another shorty episode to let you know how things are going. But I'm really happy with it. I was never expecting to have a bestseller badge so early. Um, Definitely wasn't expecting to kind of have it take off. It was very slow. Like you guys, when I tell you my first 30 at least listings were so ugly, like embarrassing. And I just had to kind of laugh through it and be okay with sucking. And thank goodness, like the more that I played, the more that I did it, the better I get. And sometimes I do still create a design that I'm just like, that's Lizzie, that's really ugly. Like that's just really bad, honey. Um, But that's how we get better. So just know you're not in it alone and we all have to stink. (laughs) And like, I mean, that's been the great thing about having Brittany bringing that side of it as well with the trending and the design training. Like I I at least feel like there's something I can do about it. I'm not just spinning my wheels, just making ugly stuff for the for for all of time. Like I do feel like I'm getting better. Obviously, the sales are proving it. And um, it so if that's your if that's what you struggle with, that wolf school. And she's actually got a design boot camp too that I might take down the road. I'm just um, I'm working on getting through all of Heather's course, and then the you know again I'm focused on trying to get my course done. So. You guys hit me up if you have any questions. I hope this has been helpful. I've been very excited about it and I hope you have found it interesting as well. So I hope you have a wonderful week. Thanks for hanging out with me for a few minutes today. And until next time, go make something awesome. Bye guys. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.